Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Don't try. Don't try, tell me. Yes, Lord. Tell your neighbor, don't try. He woke me up. Yes, Lord. Don't try. Don't try. Oh, sing it. Don't try. Don't try at all. That God is dead. Don't try. Mm. He's not alive. He lives within my heart. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just don't try. Don't try. Yes, Lord. Did you just talk to him today? Did you? At least I spoke to him. I spoke to him last night. I spoke to him this morning. I spoke to him 10 minutes ago. Did you speak to him? Did you talk to him? I didn't talk to him. Oh, I just spoke to him, Lord. Mm. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah! Yeah. Don't try to tell me. You see, sometimes, sometimes people don't speak with their mouth, but by their by their actions, they want to send a message to you that you are wasting your time. You see, by their actions, their comments and non-comments, they send a silent message that it's a waste of time. But I tell you, don't try to tell me. I say, tell your neighbor, don't try to tell me. Don't try to tell me. Yeah. He's alive. I say 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 he's alive. We used to say he's risen. There's an answer to it. When you say he's risen, what's the answer? He's risen indeed. If you didn't go to, he's risen. 
I say he's risen. risen Look. One thing that the Bible says about Jesus Christ. One thing that he is risen just as, as he said he would. Okay? He told us about he's risen just as he said he would. Please. He is risen just as he said he would. Think about it carefully. He's risen just as he said he would. In other words, he goes by his words. He stands by his promise. Even from the dead, he said, I will come back and he came back. And you say you come back, you can't come. And I did history. Come on. I did history. And one time I read in the history books about a certain great spiritual leader who's supposed to have done a lot of miracles in the world. Some said that he commanded a stool of gold to come from the heavens. Some said he put a sword on the ground and up to now, up to now, nobody can remove the sword. And the sword, the sword is apparently in the place in Ghana, West Africa. Those of you who are tourists, when you go to Ghana, go to West Africa. When you go to West Africa, go to Ghana. When you go to Ghana, go to Kumasi. <laughs> okay, so you go, first of all, you go to, you, you go to, you go, you go to West Africa. Then West Africa, you find Ghana. And from Ghana, you go to Kumasi. And over there, he's supposed to have planted a sword. And the sword is still there. He said that nobody can remove that sword. And I heard they tried to take the excavators and the sword is still there. And the truth of the matter, I've seen the sword myself. I don't know whether there's anybody who has seen the sword. You've also seen it before? Yeah, I've seen the sword myself. Hallelujah. And nobody can take it out. And this guy is, is also alleged to have said when he dies, he's going to the the land of the dead to bring the key of death and come back. And the last time I checked, he's still not back yet. <laughs> but Jesus, I said, but Jesus, I said, but Jesus, I said, but Jesus, the Bible said, he is risen, he is just as he said he would. And I have been to Jerusalem a couple of times and they took me to the tomb, the grave, and the grave is still empty. You can buy a ticket, you can go to Jerusalem, you can go there and it is still empty. Hallelujah. So today, I want you to have faith in the resurrection power. I say have faith in what? Have faith in what? Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. He's risen, I tell you. Hallelujah. Today. Hallelujah. Yeah. He's alive again. Hallelujah. And look, let's, you, sometimes you have to think. There have been so many theories to disprove the risen Christ, but none of them have stood the test of time. Hallelujah. Don't you think if it's not true, people would, people would try to dispute it by now? With all the scientific evidence? 
But still, no scientific evidence has been able to disprove that he's risen. That, that he did not rise. Amen. And the Bible says, you see, everyone, no movement. Those of you upstairs, listen to me carefully. You, all, you see? Our faith is based on the fact that he's risen. Hallelujah. Yeah. The Bible says he's the firstborn. Firstborn among many. That's what our faith is based on. For if all that we believe in God is just this earth, then we are most men most miserable. But we believe that he has the power. He's risen. And because he's alive, we shall be alive. Put your hands together for the Lord. This, I, I agree with Reverend Derek. I, also, I like the soldier boys. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm going to talk about the reason for our hope. Hallelujah. Or what gives us hope. That's why, we are, that's why we are wearing this t-shirt. Hope. Hope. Hallelujah. Colossians 1.27. The book of... Thank you very much. I like when I hear your voice. It's when you say preach. It encourages me. Colossians 1.27. Quickly. To whom God will make known. The Bible says, To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is, there's a certain mystery, okay, of the glory of the mystery, which is among, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. I said Christ in you, the hope of glory. I said Christ in you, the hope of glory. Say with me, Christ in me, is my hope of glory. Today, if you and preach with me, you shall have what to say. Say Christ in me. It's my hope of glory. Because you are a Gentile. You see, he said, to whom God will make known what is the, uh, to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. And you are Gentiles. I don't know whether there's any Rubinis or Gold stand here. Your name is Akia, Abena, uh, Johnson, uh, Shakwana. It's all Gentiles. Tiffany. So the hope of our glory is Christ in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Say with me, Christ in me. Christ in me. My hope of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yes. Here, I want to talk about, you see, two words here. The Bible says, because of Jesus Christ who is in you, of course, there's hope and glory. So the first word I want to talk about is hope. Hope. Hallelujah. Hope. Hope. Jesus is our hope. You see, and anytime you hear the word hope, hope has to do with the future. Hallelujah. I hope to come tomorrow. I hope to go to town. I hope to see you later. Hope has to do with the future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the thing about hope is that, you see, hope has to do with the future. And even to have faith, you need hope. Okay? To have faith, to believe God, you need hope. Because the Bible says that, the Bible gives a definition of faith. The Bible says faith is the assurance of things what? Faith is the assurance of what? Things what? Faith is the assurance of things what? 
So without hope, you can't even have faith. Hallelujah. Without hope, you can't even have faith. It is to believe and trust God for a miracle, you need hope. Because faith is the assurance of things hopeful. Mr. Scripture man, help me with scriptures quickly. Hallelujah. So I'm talking about hope. And the Bible said, the source of our hope, I'll get it, is Christ. Hallelujah. You know, many years ago, at least, at least I, I, I read in, in, one was in medical school, one was in medical school, we read about an experiment about a mouse. A mouse. You know what a mouse is, right? Yeah. I hope you know what. If you live in Newark, you must know a mouse. <laughs> in the Newark, you must know a mouse. There was an experiment. Okay, listen, you listen to me. There was an experiment with a mouse. And it was a controlled experiment. So they had two, I, I almost said two mouses, but no. <laughs> I literally almost said two mice, but I remember, no, it's a mice. A, two mice. Okay, two mice. I almost said mouses. <laughs> I'm a science student. There were two mice. So they put one mice, one mouse. It's noisy. Just, it's noisy. Help me here. Help me here. My English is getting mixed up. <laughs> they put one mouse in a box, okay, which had no light. Okay? No, no, they put them, uh, in, they put them in a bucket of water, which had no light. And the mouse was there. Within a few hours, it died. Do you understand? Then they did the same experiment, put another mouse in another bucket of water, covered with the same box, and they made a hole in the box so that light can come through the box. And what they observed was that because of that little, Vanessa, because of that little light that was coming through, it kept the mice going. It kept the mice going, the mouse going. Because of that lesson, because it, 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 because it could see the light, it had hope that maybe it can survive. A little light. But the one that could see no light and was dark, within a few hours, it was dead. So, it shows that, it shows that that little light gave the mouse hope. And hope is necessary for your survival. The lack of hope is the reason why you fall away quickly. That's why the Bible says Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Without Christ, without Christ, you can easily fall away. And sometimes, even look, look there are so many experiments. One time, one time, uh, what was it? One of these holidays was it Christmas or Easter? I used to post in the New York church, and I was going to church. I had my boy Michael. Michael, let's go to church. Let's know. I need to go to school first before I go to church. I said, why do I have to drop your TCNJ? You know where TCNJ is? Before we go to church. He said, no, because he's doing an experiment. 
And I said, Michael, what experiment? He said he was doing, they are doing an experiment. They have, they have a group of mice. And they are doing, they are looking for the effect of hope on the ability to take care of itself. That's the, that's the research they were doing. So, in one group of mice, they remove a hormone called serotonin. Serotonin, okay? Science students, serotonin. Serotonin, naha, what's wrong with you? I lost. Ser- <laughs> I didn't say serotonin, it's a serotonin. <laughs> serotonin is a hormone in the brain that gives hope, that gives you going. So, in one group, then one group of mice, they took away the, the gland, the pituitary that produced serotonin. And the one had serotonin. And then the mouse were allowed to give birth. That was the experiment. And they, so they went to find out that the ones whose serotonin had been taken out, because of the loss of hope, they did not care for their young ones. The mouse was depressed. But the one who had serotonin, they cared for their little ones. So that morning, he was going to see the difference between those who have serotonin and those who have serotonin. And their conclusion was that when the serotonin, the hope hormone, the hormone that gives hope, was taken away, they did not care for even their young. Are you here with me? Yeah. They found out that even when the thing was taken out, when that hormone was taken out, even the ability to care for your young. So, so, that, so that is why most of the antidepressants are called SSR, is it SSRI. I should break it down for you. The medications they give you for depression, like, like uh, what are them? Tell me. Huh? Let me come and talk to a doctor. Yes. All of you are students. Let me get close to my colleague. They are all students. What are they? What are they? Lexapro? What else? Prozac? What else? Huh? Selexa. They are hot. S-S-R-I. Oh? Let me talk to my colleagues. Don't you are lost. Lynch, isn't it? S-S-R-I. Serotonin. Selective serotonin inhibitors. That's it. <laughs> you think I'm lying? <laughs> Inhibitors. As friends are lost. So. <laughs> yeah. Because what it does is that it keeps serotonin in the brain. Because the reason why you are depressed, we believe that your serotonin has gone down. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's what that's the reason why. So even the, so Michael proved by the experiment that when that thing goes down. Even the ability to take care of yourself goes away. They could not take care of their minor ones. Hallelujah. But this Sunday morning, it's not serotonin. <laughs> it's not plaque, it's not uh, Lexapro. It's more than it's, it's not Prozac. It's more than Prozac. It's the man Jesus Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
I say Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ can keep you going more than serotonin. Say Christ in me. Look, hope eh, is a very important thing in life. Hope. In fact, I can tell you about some hope. First of all, when hope is lost, when hope is lost, you see, the loss of hope is, de- is defined as depression. Okay? And many people are depressed. Many are depressed. Many are walking, they are depressed. They are smiling, they are chatting. You see, you can be depressed in the crowd. I'm preaching to you. But this Sunday morning, every depression is going away. I say, hope is coming back. I say, hope is coming back. I say, hope is coming back. Because Christ in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Yeah? There are lots of hope. In fact, I'll tell you something about it. When hope is lost, okay, when hope is lost, recklessness is born. I will explain to you. When hope is lost, recklessness is born. Yeah. And hope is lost. You know, one time in the book of Acts, the Bible said they were sailing. And then there was a storm, Euclidean. And when they perceived that all hope is lost, they began... They began to cast away the goods and the lady and even their life because they saw that all hope is lost. So they start throwing things away, about to drown themselves. Because when hope is lost, recklessness is born. You see, that is why, that is why when you have hope for a marriage, you are careful the way you talk. But the day the, the marriage has lost hope. And nobody cares. That's why they, you can insult your grandmother, your mother, your stupid auntie. It's like you are reckless. You don't care how you insult because that thing you don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm talking to you now. I said, I'm talking to you now. Now, when you start insulting, you see, but when you have hope that the marriage will work, you are even careful the way you insult. But when you don't care anymore, oh, foolish, stupid swine girl. <laughs> the, man, the man will say, Am I the one you are talking? Yes, I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm talking to you. One, one, one husband will ask the wife, Am I the one you are talking? Say, yes, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. A fool at 40. <laughs> A fool at 40. <laughs> because hope is lost. For your weights, you were going on the gym, you were exercising, <laughs> you were dieting January 1st, January 2nd. You were acting because you were hoping to drop some weight, but as you keep on standing on the scale and nothing changes, and not, hey, not forget it, I forget it. <laughs> I'm going to forget it. I'm, uh, what I'm going to forget about it. Hey, hey, forget about it. Don't run. Hey. Let me eat whatever I want to eat. Because hope is lost. You see that this way, there is no way. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Hope is lost. Forget it. Let me eat and be free. That is why you begin to develop sayings like both the antelope and the, and the elephant, they eat grass. That's what the person said. Because 
Bishop was trying to advise somebody, look, be careful what you are eating because you are what you eat. He said, okay, that, I, don't, I don't think so. Both the antelope and the elephant, they eat grass. <laughs> Hope is lost. Hope is lost. Recklessness is born. Yeah. Hallelujah. So hope is a very important thing. And the lack of hope, which is depression, okay, is a very serious condition among men. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that Christ in you, Christ in you, say with me, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Say with me, I have hope. Say, I have not lost my hope. Yeah. Yeah. Don't lose your hope. Amen. That's why I read in the scripture. Christ in you. The Father Jesus Christ is in you. Is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. So the reason for our hope. Okay. The reason for our hope. Is because of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I'm serious. The reason why we, we can look at the future with expectation is because of what Christ did for us. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Because he said in the book of John 10, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, let's be careful. Listen to me, church. Let's be careful in putting in our trust in things that don't bring hope. I'm going there. Christ in me, there's hope of glory. Hallelujah. Because you see, there are some things that bring false hope. Number one thing that can give you false hope is your business or your money. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 5. Proverbs 23, verse 5. Quickly. Will thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves swings. They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. They say, will thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches or wealth certainly make themselves swings. They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. That's what you don't know. That's what you don't know. Psalm 33, verse 17. Psalm 33, verse 17. A horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. You see, what? go to the Proverbs 1. You see, you see because you can easily put your hope in money, but money can disappoint you. I say your money can disappoint you. You say, should you put your riches in money? But money can disappoint you. You can find that you have the money and it did not bring you what you expected. Or, you can find that, you see, it did not bring you what you expected. Or, the thing about money is that you see, the, the, one, one in the Proverbs, the thing, as you trust your money, 
You see, you should trust him. It has wings. God, don't having two people who were rich some time ago that now they are broke. I'm asking you. They put their trust in money, but the money can fly away. For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle. In other words, your hope should not be in the fact that your bank account is big. Because one day it can disappoint you. you see, let, 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 let's be honest with you. Let me tell you, after we all live in America, there are people who have reserves. They have millions. They have billions. And committed suicide. What do you think? What do you think? Because suicide, suicide is at the bottom of depression. When you get to a stage in life where you say that I don't care about it, I want to take my life, you are at the lowest form of depression. It means all hope is gone. And these people have millions of dollars in their account. And they say all hope is gone. And you have only $200 and you are jumping. It's not about money. I'm preaching to you. You only have $500 and you wake up and you are jumping. Money. <laughs> so, so what I'm trying to say is that if it was the bank balance, that that celebrity will not take his life. Christ in you. Say with me, Christ in me. The hope of glory. If it was a dollars, how many dollars do you have? Your, your dollars can be counted. And count it over and over again. <laughs> how many times? How many times have someone to go to the ATM machine? You put it and gives you the balance. And you say, "What well, is true?" Then you think it's a mistake. And you check again. <laughs> so false hope, money, business, riches. Number two, I'm giving you false hope. Things that you should not put your hope in. Number two is some. 118 verse 8. Psalm 118 verse 8. It is better. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better. It is better to trust the Lord than to... So another, another source of false hope is to put your confidence in a man. From today, don't put your future into any man. Hey, human beings. I'm preaching to you. You will be disappointed. The Bible, the Bible said that God is not a man that he should lie. It means it is the nature of man to lie. That is why that boy, when he was interested in you, he looked at you and Put your head on my shoulders. Put your cares on my shoulders. Trust your care. He sang a song to you. Put your head. Cast your cares in my pocket. When he was interested, now, after he married you, he's telling you that why is the balance? Man. How many have not been promised? So many promises. I will do this for you. And the person disappointed you. I'm sure by hand. Is there anybody who has been disappointed before? 
Somebody promised you something big and you trusted it. Let me see by hand. Let me see by hand. Almost everybody here. Now with your hand up. You with your hand, 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 hand up. How many have you disappointed yourself? <laughs> you. Several times. Including your pastor. Even me, you have disappointed me before. <laughs> Not in man. Let me tell you, not in man. The Bible says, you see, not in man. Don't put your trust, the verse again, no trust in man. Because it is the nature of man to lie. Look, Christian sister. Thank you, Christian sister. Don't put your hope in your husband. Especially him. <laughs> Especially him. That husband, you see, some of you are deceived that once I marry, all my problems are solved. No, no, no. That is the highest form of delusion. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. I'm trying come down. I said that is the highest form of delusion. That a man will solve all your problems. Some people say it's the big no. It's okay. No, it's okay. That's fine. It's fine. That is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Some some women are saying like rather he may be the beginning of the problems. <laughs> hey, man, as the solution to your problems, small business or if I marry all my things, it's not true. Look, I can give you, I can give you a fact, and the fact is that if you are not happy by yourself, nobody can make you happy. It's a fact. Take it from me. I say, take it from me. I say, take it from me. If you are not happy by yourself, nobody can make you happy. Man. Man. Woman being. It's not human being. Woman being. <laughs> woman being. Don't be deceived. Trust in God. Have faith in God. Put your trust in God. Have faith in God. I mean, the guy who is standing, oh, my sweetheart, I love you. Oh, what's your Twitter? As he's rapping, he has another girl on the side. I tell you. <laughs> There's a side fully in oppression. I'm preaching to you. As he's looking at you, oh sweetheart, oh darling, he has a side chick. He's running a parallel race. <laughs> parallel. You have this. Woman bees, woman bees, woman bees. Oh sweetheart, woman bees, oh sweetheart, oh this is all. All the paycheck I got. You know what? He has a side account. Woman, I'm talking about woman being, woman being. It's not a man being, it's a woman being. You see, put your trust in God. Why? Why is it important to put your trust in God? The Bible said that if a man's ways, if a man's ways pleases the Lord, he even causes his enemies 
to be at peace with him. The person who can change the person, the one who can make the gallop, is God. If God said they should love you, they will love you. If a man's ways pleases the Lord, he even causes his enemies. So the one who has power for people to take care for you is God. If God said they should care for you, they'll care for you. If God does not say they don't care for you. So don't put your trust in man. Put your trust in God. False hope. Yeah. You were having a dream, oh, if I marry her, you make bref- you make me breakfast, lunch, lunch. <laughs> 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 I'm preaching. You had a dream that once I marry, once I marry her, I will get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. As those who are married, sometimes breakfast optional, lunch does not happen. Dinner, if the Lord touches the heart. <laughs> I'm preaching. Breakfast, no. Lunch, maybe. Deny the Lord moves. <laughs> so as she's waking up in the morning, preparing breakfast, giving you lunch, I mean, giving you dinner, taking care of you, it's, it's because the Lord has touched her heart. I'm preaching. Your husband, the father he goes to work, sees other breasts and does not touch. It's not because he's a saint. <laughs> he is not a saint. He is not a saint at all. He is not a saint. Neither is he important. None of the above. <laughs> I'm preaching. But because the Lord has touched his heart, the Lord has touched his heart. That is why Joseph said, I will not sin before God. The sin was before God, not because of you. Hey! you at all. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. Then the third group, I talk about your money, man or human beings, and the third group, which is the least that you trust at all, are politicians. <laughs> politicians. Don't put your hope in any government, whether it is Democrat or Republican. Politicians. Some of you, you put your trouble. Oh, if the next government comes, my things will change. You are deceived. Oh, if the Democrats come, my papers will change. You are lying. Politicians. If you are talking about a group of liars. Politicians. The truth, let me tell you, you cannot be a good politician if you don't know how to lie. You know that. It's part of the job. For you to be a good politician, you must be able to lie. That's a politician. They say a good politician is the one who can promise you a bridge when there's no river. <laughs> there's no river, but they can promise you a bridge. And you believe it. Politicians. But uh, somehow we all put our faith in, in politicians. 
if the next government comes, my things will change. Don't be deceived. Politicians. A story, a story is told about some politicians who want to do a campaign in one of the remote parts of Africa. You know, Africa, sometimes nobody goes there. They only get a visit once every four years. <laughs> when it's election time, after the election, you don't see them again. So this group wanted to do some campaign over there. And unfortunately, there was an accident. It might was an accident. And some died. The politicians, some of the people died. But some also did not die. But because it was far away, very remote, it took a while for the report to come to the city. So by the time they got the report, the party official went back to the village to see what happened. They said, what happened? So there was an accident. And people died. They said, but where is every soul? We buried all of them. There's no hospital, there's no more, so we buried all of them. Then the guy said, you mean everybody was buried? He said, yes. Is it, are you trying to say everybody died? You know what the answer is? So, some died, some did not die, but even those who did not die, we didn't believe them. We thought they were lying. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, once they are politicians, even when they say they are not dead, they are maybe lying, maybe they are dead, but they are lying. <laughs> So we buried all of them. Politicians are the last group. Hallelujah. Look, don't, don't, don't put your trust in them. I'm telling you. Amen. So false hope, one in your money, your business, your family name, number two, a man, three politicians. Now let's talk about true hope. True hope. Proverbs chapter, sorry, sorry Proverbs. Psalm 73 verse 8. Psalm 73 verse 8. True, where your hope should be. Psalm 73. 28. Huh? 28, not 8. Please. Be quick. Look at it for me. He said, But it is good for me. It is good for me to draw near to God. It is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord that I may declare all thy ways. It is good for me. In fact, if you, if you have the New Living Translation, the New Living Translation, NLT, it says, but it is good for me. Said, but as for me, how good it is to be near to God. As for me, how good. Let me tell you something. The closer you are to God, the better it is for you. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, as for me, how good. You know, some people, when you get close to them, it's horrible. But when you get close to God, it's better. He said, as for me, how good it is to be near to God. Amen. Amen. On this Easter Sunday, draw near to him. It is for your good. It is for your good. I said, it is for your good. He said, as for me, as for me, but as for me, how good is it to be near? Being close to God is good for you. You know, I once read a book it's by Rick Joyner. It's called The Torch and the Sword. It was a prophetic word. He said, the Lord gave him a torch. Okay, it's called, the book is called The Torch and the Sword. The Lord gave him a torch, which is like a light. And the Lord said, let's say the Lord, is, this is the Lord. And he gave me a torch to carry. A heavy torch. 
But anytime he was close to the Lord, he was able to carry the torch. But as he moved further away from the Lord, the torch keeps on getting heavier and heavier and heavier. It's the same torch, but the weight is depending on the distance from the Lord. As you get closer, it is easy to carry. But as you move away, the thing gets heavier and heavier and heavier. Because the nearness, and what I'm trying to show you is the same problem, is the same burden, is the same issue. But as you are close to the Lord, you are able to bear it. It is easier. You can carry it. But as you move away from God, the same thing becomes heavy and heavy. It's not that the problem is heavy, but you are far from the Lord. Yes. It's not, it's not that, it's, it's not, it's not. Why do you think that you and somebody went through the same problem, but they survived and you couldn't survive? It's not because they don't have feelings, but it's the closeness to God. Amen. Draw close to God. Be near to him. It's, it was the same sort. But as he got closer to the Lord, he could carry the Lord. But as he moves away, it gets heavier. Look, your problems, your issues are not different. Whether you can bear it or not, it depends on how close you are to him. Because he said that when you walk through the fire, I will be there. He didn't say you will not go through the fire. He said when you are there, I will be there with you. So your ability to walk through the fire is because he is there. There's somebody here, I'm giving you a prophetic word, get close. I said get close. I said get close to him. That which is weighing you down, you can carry it because you are close to him. Hallelujah. True hope. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hope and glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hope and glory. Close. 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 Nora, close. So people want to, uh, she's always smiling, she's always happy. It's not because she doesn't have a problem, but her, the closeness to the Lord has lifted her up. As for me, nearness to my God is for my good. As for me, say as for me. Everybody say as for me. I will draw close. Yes, that's what it is, my dear sister. Nearness to the Lord. Look, not every problem in the world can go away. Some problem, just like medicine. It's not everything. We treat pneumonia. We treat pneumonia. We treat skin infections with antibiotics. But we don't treat hypertension. We don't treat diabetes. We manage them. You understand what I'm saying? When you have diabetes, we manage it. We don't cure it. When we have sickle cell, we don't cure, we manage it. So some, no, it's not everything that is cured. Some things are managed. And how well you manage them depends on how close you are to God. Hallelujah. So true hope, the glory. Say Christ in you, the hope of glory. Glory means beauty. The life means beauty. Another one for glory is beauty. So sometimes we all say that my beloved is beautiful. You can say my beloved is glory. It means the same thing. (laughs) It's glory. (laughs) Somebody said glory. (laughs) 
hope of glory. Why does, why does Christ bring us the glory? Why does Christ give us a hope of beauty? A hope of glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. 1 Corinthians 1, 24. But unto them which are called, both Jews, Greeks. He said, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. It means that Joycelyn, when Christ is in you, he brings two things to you. One, the power of God and two, the wisdom of God. Brother, as you take Jesus Christ as your personal savior, he gives you two things. One is the power of God. And the next is the wisdom. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom, both. So the glory comes to your life. The reason why, Francisca, you look glorious because you have the power of God. Your life is beautiful because of the power of God. It is the power of God that can make you bind demons. You can speak and it will happen. You can pray and you will see it. Somebody may, may curse you and say, I reverse it and it will go away because the power is there. The power. That is why I am not afraid of witches. I don't fear no witch. I don't fear no voodoo. I don't fear no desire. You speak, I will speak. And we see the God of heaven who will prevail. Oh, this food is dangerous. I'll provide and I'll eat it. They shall not kill me. They shall take up serpents. Listen to me. The power of God. And I'm a Christian. I believe in the power. I believe in the power of God. I believe that if somebody is doing something about you, I'll go to my closet and pray. And the person is in trouble. I believe in the power. Don't try me. Don't try me at all. I said, don't try me at all. I believe in the power. I believe in the power. I believe in the power. There's a power in Christianity. So I'm not afraid of a witch. Oh, they don't like you. They will do something about you. You can't do nothing against me. Say with me, I have the power of Christ. Say, I have the power of Christ. I say, I have the power of Christ. Yes. My Christ. My God is powerful. I don't know about your God. That is why when Martha told Jesus Christ, Lord, if you were here, my, if you were here, my brother would not have died. Jesus said, no, I am the resurrection and the life. Though he's dead, yet shall he live. There is something called resurrection power that can let what is dead come back to life. Yeah. Hallelujah. There is something called resurrection power. There is something called resurrection power. Gabby, resurrection power. What people have said is not possible. You are done. You are finished. You can go down on your knees, lift up your hands and say that, yes, I live again. I live again. I shall arise. I shall arise. And I tell you, you shall see the resurrection power. That's why we celebrate Easter. Though I am dead, yet shall he live. 
let church be a social gathering. Joe, don't let church be a social gathering. Let it be the power. I'm talking about power. I'm talking about the power of God. That you can say that the way you are looking at me, you don't want me to do well, you will die before me. It's the power. It's the power that heals a sick body. Raise a sick body up. Restore every tissue and every organ. That which doctors are saying is not possible, the power makes it possible. Because when the angel, he said that, though, when, he said, Mary, he said, your womb is dead. It was the power of God that hit Mary's womb. It hit Sarah's womb and became a baby. If you are talking about power, power is not in voodoo. They may have a form of power, but real power is not in voodoo. It is the power of God that can change your child. Yeah. At the point, you get tired of talking. But one day, you just, just go down on your knees, kneel on your bed, lift up elementation. Look, look, ladies, I'm giving you a tip. Wife, I'm giving you a tip. Shall I give you a tip, wife? Wife, shall I give you a tip? You see, instead of looking at his phone to see who he called and who he didn't call, one day when it's not there, go to his homes, take his jacket, his trousers, and pray over it, and pour anointing oil upon it. <laughs> and suddenly, you suddenly, you'll be, you, it will change. Your talking is too much. It's about time you, you demonstrate the Hallelujah. It's about time. It's about time. It's about time you speak for the word to come and pass. It's about time you say that I shall be the head and not the tail. It's about time you say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me I condemn. For this is the heritage of the saints. Well, so long as I'm a saint, I have this inheritance. Yeah. Let's talk about the power. Hallelujah. Number two, he's the wisdom. He's the wisdom. The wisdom of God. It's very simple. Let me tell you something. A lot of foolishness are in our heart. It takes the wisdom of God to make you wise. Some of you, but for the, for, for, but for the wisdom of God, you were very foolish. You see, it's the wisdom of God that makes you think. You see, it's the wisdom of God that makes you think in a certain way. Do you understand what I'm saying? Without God, you think stupid. Can I get a witness in the church? Yeah. So just by the fact that you are even a Christian, you think right. I mean, when you read your Bible, you know that this thing that they say you should do, even ghosts don't do it. I'm preaching. I mean, if you read your Bible carefully, you can see that this thing that they are championing, that we should live this lifestyle, even, even lizards, with small brains, don't behave like that. And they want you a human being who can think to behave like that. No. But that wisdom, it comes from the Bible. If you read the Bible, you will see it. When you read the Bible, the wisdom, the wisdom the, even the wisdom that says that the, uh, uh, the, the borrower is a servant to the lender. You see, when you read the Bible, you get that wisdom. That when, anytime you are in debt, you are a servant. You get the wisdom. Do you get me? Yeah. So even your, 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 your wisdom not to, to live within your means, it comes because of the Bible you read. Yeah. 
Because you know that when you owe, we're a servant. So when you owe MasterCard, you become a servant to MasterCard. When you owe American Express, you are a servant to American Express. Whoever you owe, you are a servant to that person. I'm preaching. So just reading the Bible. Just reading the Bible, you will not become a servant to MasterCard. You see, I'm talking about wisdom. You see, when you read the Bible, it, when you read the Bible, it, it will tell you that a handful with contentment is better than two with vexation. You haven't read about verse? I'm giving you verses. A handful. A handful with contentment is better than two handful with vexation. So sometimes that little thing with peace is better than that huge thing that is stressing you out. So, so, so when you read that verse, you will understand why sometimes it is better to stay in an apartment than to go and buy a house. Or it's better to buy a smaller house than a mansion that is giving you a headache. Palpitation, headache. At your age, you are developing high blood pressure. Come on, wisdom. When you read the Bible, it will tell you, young man, the reason why, you see, as you read your Bible, you will know that the adulterous woman, he desires he des- your life. The adulterous woman is seeking you. So as that woman is giving you scholarship, he is seeking your life. He's interested in your young blood. Yeah, he likes me. No, she doesn't like you. She wants to suck the blood out of you. It's a good word. Can you hear me? The wisdom. So number one, he brings us power. Number two, he brings us wisdom. Hallelujah. Number three, what does he do quickly? Hmm. us. He brings us righteousness. Let's look at the same First Corinthians 1 30. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But of him, but of him, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus. Who is God, who of God is made unto us one wisdom? Two is righteousness. So one is power. Two is wisdom. Three is righteousness. You see, I'm talking about the glory. Righteousness. Righteousness. Of course, you are righteous because of Christ. Right living. The reason why you, you endeavor, Vanessa, to live right is because of Christ. Righteousness. He's a righteousness. The reason why you don't get involved in certain silly acts is because of Christ. Hallelujah. The reason why you don't go to jail because some things can put you to jail because of Christ. Righteousness. Right living. Living right. Living right. And let me tell you something. It is a blessing to live right. It is a blessing to live right. Don't be interested in stolen bread, though. I said, don't be interested in stolen bread. Can you show me the verse? Stole about, I mean, stolen bread is sweet. But at the end of it is bitter. Show me that verse. You know what stolen bread is? Bread that is not for you. That you are going to steal. That you are eating. Whilst in your mouth it's nice. But at the end it's very bitter. 
Stolen waters are sweet. Stolen waters are sweet. And bread eating in secret is pleasant. So as you have gone there in the secret in the night, somebody's wife, and you are eating bread in the night. <laughs> somebody's bread, and you are trying to eat. Somebody's still bread. That they are baked. Looking at the butter that you are eating in the night. Stolen with the sweet and bread eating is pleasant. Next verse. Next one. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. By the end, it's bitter. So don't be interested in soul. But by righteous living is what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. And when it comes to righteousness, I also some, I will say something about righteousness. Our righteousness is also of God. Rex, oh, I'm happy to see you. Wow. Our righteousness is also of God. Sometimes, sometimes you can, your works cannot qualify you. We are, we are the righteousness of, 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 of Christ, God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So sometimes it's stolen waters. <laughs> hey, go up and look at the stolen waters. It's reverse. Stolen waters. And bread, stolen waters are sweet. And bread eating in secret is pleasant. <laughs> ask your neighbor, are you eating bread in secret? <laughs> don't ask. In some way, don't ask. No, it's okay. <laughs> in some way. But what I'm trying to say is that Righteousness is good. Amen. It, it helps you. And Jesus can help us to live righteous. Amen. So one is the power. Two is the wisdom. Three is the righteousness. Number four, I believe, is the sanctification. The same verse. First Corinthians. Sanctification. First Corinthians one thirty. Quickly. Okay, one is righteousness, power, wisdom, righteousness, and then this one, sanctification. What does it mean to sanctification? To be sanctified. It means that what brings what brings the glory to your life when you are Christian, he also sanctifies you. Not only does he save you, he sanctifies you. He sets you apart. Sanctification. That's sanctification. He sanctified. Sanctified means set apart. Special. You see, it is because of the sanctification of Christ. That is why a murderer can become a pastor. Somebody who was a murderer can be saved and clean to become a pastor. He sanctifies you. He saves us. He cleans us. You see, sanctify me. Sanctify me that the thing was dirty, but you cleaned it for good use. So don't be surprised that a murderer can come out and become a preacher. It is because of the sanctification that will make a fornicator become a, po- a prophet. Because God can save, clean, and use the person. I'm preaching. Say amen. It's because of the sanctification. The cleaning. The cleaning. The cleaning. The cleaning. That is why it will make that husband of yours who is a liar, a lazy person, a crook, you left him, but now he's born again and another person has got a good husband. Because he has not been sanctified. 
Yesterday, we were talking about a friend of ours that we know. And I, my, me and my wife was talking. The guy was a bad guy. Liar, the word number one liar. <laughs> Even the school that he said he wanted, he didn't go to the school. Because he said, show us your classmate. He's the only person who went to a school in Ghana has no classmate. <laughs> Homeschool. <laughs> liar. And he married a girl. But the, the, the number one, the girl, married, he married the girl in London. What he says, I've done. Let me, how do you know where they go? And at that point, the girl got tired. I can't live with this liar. No, 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 no. But she was advised, it's okay. Don't divorce. God hates divorce. He said, I'm tired. Then she left the guy. Can't, I'm tired. You know, some people get tired, you know. That after he left the guy, now the guy is born again, seriously in the church. Oh, a pastor now, and another lady has gotten a beautiful husband. <laughs> <laughs> Sanctification. So tell your sister, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't throw him out yet. Hold on, hold on. There may be sanctification. <laughs> I'm preaching. I said there may be what? Sanctification. Don't kick him out yet. Hold on. I say, hold on. There may be sanctification. I mean, the way the guy is not such a prof, no, such a good husband. Very nice. And the woman is so bitter and so hurt. She doesn't even go to church again. That's how sad it is. Because she could not hold on. Sanctification. Yeah. One time when, I think when, when we were having a crusade, can I continue preaching? Yeah. Bishop was having a crusade in Liberia. Liberia. Go to Liberia, healing Jesus. And as we were on the stage and he was preaching, I was sitting on the stage. Then he told, then somebody told me, do you know who is sitting behind you? As we were on the stage, in front. One of the guys sitting behind me said, well, do you know who is sitting behind you? Then I asked, who? I mean, uh, somebody, you see, a crusade, anybody sitting on the platform is a pastor. Or a minister of the gospel. So the person asked me, Do I know who is sitting behind me? I said, Who? He said, General Bat Naked. You know General Bat Naked? You know him? You know General Bat Naked? General Bat Naked was during the Liberian Civil War. He was the one who was one of the rebel leaders. He would kill people, take the heart out, and eat the heart to get invisible powers. Tell us, tell us huh? Yes, yes, yes. He would naked himself and like how his parents uh, uh, born him. He would naked himself and kill people and take the heart and eat it in the public. In public. And the reason why he was naked was that he believed that once he's naked, no bullet can hit him. That's his proof. So he doesn't wear anything. So if you watch the documentary, he's walking naked but he's still flapping. And nobody can kill him. So he's called General Bat Naked. Bat Beauty is Bat Naked. So when the person said, Do you know who's sitting behind you? <laughs> and I turned. From that time, I could not consider on the crusade again. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> hey! From that time, Michael, I was like, When he said, Lift up your hand and watch me, and I'll do like this. 
through the case. He begins to take off his clothes in the back. <laughs> but, but whether you like it or not, he's born again. He's a pastor. He's saved and he'll go to heaven. That is sanctification. That is sanctification. That is sanctification. Don't write anybody off. The blood of Jesus can clean. That drug addict, that prostitute, one day will be preaching to you. Sanctification. Yeah. Sanctification. So he's our, he's the power, he's the wisdom, he's our righteousness, he's our sanctification, and number five, he's our redemption. Redemption. To be redeemed means to be buy back. When you redeem something, you bought it back. Okay? You redeem. 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 Is it to buy back? Something that was given away is bought back. When I was in secondary school, sixth form, I don't know. I was in bad, bad boy school. I don't know why I was in bad boy school. But where I was, my house, there was a school in Ghana. It's one of the best schools in Ghana. It's corporate school. One of the best schools by my house, the bad boys. There was a particular boy who go and steal. In Africa, the billboard, the windows are built with louver blades. He goes home and steals all the things in the house and go and sell them because he needs money to go and jump. So one time he went to remove all the windows from the house to sell them. Then, so his father eventually came to the school and. And tell them, look, now the windows in the house are lost. Wherever you show them, take me there. <laughs> so that I can go and pay the bite and take my windows back. That is redemption. Redemption. Buy back what has been lost. Most of us, the devil took it away. Satan stole you. You are a slave to sin. You are a slave to crime. You are a slave to sickness. But Jesus has bought you back. Put your hands together for the Lord. He is our redemption. He is our redemption. The blood redeems us. That is why whatever we were slave to, by the blood, we have been bought back. We are righteous. We are restored. Satan can no longer accuse you because the price has been paid in full. That's why the Bible says, therefore now no condemnation. So today my message is that have hope. I say have hope. Because of Christ, there is now therefore no condemnation. If you are in Christ, your past, he has cleaned because he has redeemed you. No longer a slave to sin. The things that were used to accuse you because of Christ, you are free. No longer a slave to sin. There is redemption. No longer a slave to sin. You see, when you say something is a slave, it means that you don't have control. The master decides for you. Okay? The master decides for you. So when you're a slave to sin, Satan decides for you. But now you are bought. Now you are redeemed. So there's no condemnation, car. There's no condemnation. You are as right as anybody. I am right as anybody. There's no condemnation. Let not the devil tell anybody here that you are not good. 
Say with me, I have been redeemed. Say with me, I have been redeemed. Say, I have been redeemed. Yeah, thank you. You have been redeemed. You are pure. It's been paid in full by the blood. So, they, I don't see why you should live in fear and depression. I have been redeemed. I have been redeemed. That is why on this Easter Sunday, we silence every accusatory voice. Some of you have done terrible things. Terrible things. Terrible things. Things that you don't want to talk about in public. But you have been redeemed. If you accept Jesus Christ as your savior, you are clean. You are redeemed. He's our redemption. There is none righteous, no, not one. But he has redeemed you. Because you see, the voice of accusation and the voice of condemnation can make you feel that you are worthless. And the worthlessness will make you lose hope and become depressed. But today, because of the resurrection power, we have been redeemed. We are righteous. We stand before him not guilty. We stand before him not condemned. The blood has made us whole. Stand up to your feet and let's close. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Singing, I'm no longer. I am a child of God. I'll be redeemed. Sales gold. Yes, Lord. Oh, you surround me. Oh, deliverance from your enemies, Lord. Yes, Lord. Tell all my fears again. Today you are free. I am free. No bond to sickness. No disease. No demon. No pressure. Jesus has redeemed me, oh God. His love has called my name. Oh Jesus, oh God. Are you born again? Your blood flows through my vein, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Sing it with me. Oh, I'm no longer. No longer a slave. To oh, I am a child of God. I am no longer. I am no longer. I'm no longer. No more fears, oh God. The fears. The anxiety and the stress, Lord. I am no longer, I am no longer a slave. Oh. Listen. Fear torments. Fear harasses. Sometimes the fear we live in brings so much stress, so much anxiety, fear of failure, fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of losing a loved one, fear of not all sorts of fears. But this Sunday, the Bible says you have been redeemed. 
you have been brought back. No longer a slave to fear. No longer a slave to sin. No, you are not a slave to sin. You will not sin again. You will not sin again. No longer a slave to sin, oh God. I feel the redemption power. I feel the salvation. I am. The nightmares. The stress. Look. The fear of the future. The fear of the future. So nervous what is going to happen. This Sunday resurrection power. By the resurrection power, your future is secured. 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 For he knows the way he takes your God. I am a child. I am no longer a slave to fear. Singing a God. I am a child of God. I am no longer slave to fear. Redemption of God. I'm not afraid anymore. Fear of dying. Fear of losing a loved one. Fear of being deported. Oh, whatever the fear is. I am no longer a fear. I am no longer. I am no longer. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, I feel led by the Spirit to pray for all of us. Everybody put your hand on your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand as your prophet and as your son. And I drive away the spirit of fear. The spirit of anxiety. Fear of sickness. Fear of death. Fear of disease. Fear of deportation. Fear of divorce. Whatever the fear is, Lord, by the redemption power of the blood, we drive it out. Our future is secured. Our future is secured. Our hope is in Christ. Oh, he's our glory. He's our glory. He's our glory. The residue of our years shall be lived in glory. Thank you, Lord. Every hand that is upon the heart, that heart is being strengthened. You are going to leave this place with more hope, more joy, more faith, because the fear is gone. In Jesus' name, amen. With every head bowed, yes, put your hands together for the Lord. Now, with every head bowed, this is a very important prayer. This time, I don't want any movement at all, no movement. Very, very important. The reason why there's no fear, the reason why there's security is because we have accepted the blood of Jesus. We have been born again. He says, I am a child of God. So somebody invited you to church or you came on your own, but you know deep within your heart, deep within your heart, you know that you are not a Christian. You cannot confidently say that you are a child of God. You may go to church. You may read your Bible. Or you don't even go to church. Or you don't read your Bible. 
whatever the situation may be, you know, you know, you know that you can't say that I'm a Christian. You may have even been born into a Christian home, but you can you know that I'm not a Christian. I'm not a child of God. How? You are not sure today, today, if you are to die, you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell. Some time ago, I was not sure. But one day, somebody preached to me. And I gave my life to Jesus. And I became a child of God. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, this is a very serious moment. I don't want any movement at all. You want to become a child of God. You want to be born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to have this assurance that your sins and your mistakes are wiped away. Wherever you are, you are the reason why I am wearing this t-shirt. You are the reason why I came. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Lift up your hand. You want to, I see your hand. I see more hands. Lift up your hands, everybody. Yes. Don't be shy. There is room. Let, let your hand go up. Please let your hand go up. All of you. All of you. I see your hand. Let it go up. Don't be shy at all. In fact, you know what? I am coming down. Walk towards me. Come, come. Wherever you are, come, come. Walk towards me. You lifted up your hand, walk towards me. Come, come to the front. This is it. This is the moment. This is where the fear is gone. You lifted up your hand. Everybody. Yes, young man. Young man over there. Saw the guy. Yes, and his hand is up. Yes, bless. Help him to come. Yes, him. Yes, Lord. Come, 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 come. Anybody else, come. Don't make a mistake. Don't go away today. This is very important. I'm waiting for you. This was organized for you. Make sure. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Come, 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 come. Come so we can pray together. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a Christian. I want to be a Christian. I want to be a child of God. I need hope. Come. Anybody else? Please come closer. Come closer. Anybody else? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. This is the last final call. Please come, come, come. There is room, yes, Lord. Hey, salvation is for, between you and God. I said salvation is between you and God. I'm not talking about reading your Bible or going to church or growing up in a Christian home. Are you born again? Are you born again? Are you born again? Can you say that I'm no longer a slave to sin? Can you say that I'm no longer a slave to sin? I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Come, come. Come forward. Listen. I believe that there's somebody here. As I'm speaking, your heart is beating. Your heart is beating. But you are shy. You are afraid. Don't make the mistake. Because you may never know what will happen tomorrow. You may never know what will happen next month. So this is my final call. This is my final call. Whoever you are, please come. 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 This is the final call. This is the final call. This is the final call. Don't say that, oh, if maybe I should have come. Don't say, maybe I should have come. Maybe I should have come. Come now, come now, come now, come now, come now. I'm waiting for you. Your life is important. Your life is very important. So come now. This is the Lord speaking. Don't say maybe, maybe, maybe I should have come. It's not maybe. 
Come. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come unto Jesus. Don't say, I will see you in private. No. Come, come. Come. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this brethren. The Bible says anybody who comes before you, you will know why it's cast away. So, this Sunday, Easter Sunday, we come to stand in front of you. And I want you to say this after me and everybody say after me, Heavenly Father, this Easter Sunday, I come as a sinner. Have mercy on me. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me as a child. From today, I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. God bless you. What's the name again? The Lord deliver you, save you, and bless you. You are a child of God. What's your name, sir? Emmanuel. God is with us. God save you, God deliver you, and God bless you. What's the name? Chris. Chris, I like you. God save you, God deliver you, and God bless you. Amen. Push your hands together for them. We can go back. I'll talk to you after church. No, no. I'm no longer. Keep standing. We are going to pray. I find our prayer. There is an anointing here. I'm no longer. You know, we, should, we all have fears. Everyone, we have a fear here, a fear there, a fear here, a fear there. But that's not what I'm talking about with this particular prayer. There is someone here you are so afraid of something dreadful happening that it is causing you sleepless nights. That is the fear I'm talking about. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.